In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. Hello and welcome to The Dagger, the podcast where we cover all things NBA and the top news in all the basketball. I am your host, Taylor Call, and I am joined, as always, by the boys, Dion Franklin, BJ Johnson. How we doing, fellas? What up, what up? Doing great. Feeling What's amazing. What's going on? What's going on? Quick reminder to follow us on Instagram at the.daggerpodcast to interact with the show and keep us up to date. And man, do we have a lot to talk about today. We have a spicy trade that we haven't gotten to yet, which is Russ to the Wizards. That's big news. We got NBA stars spouting all kinds of nonsense in the last week. And today we have some award predictions. We we are going to give our predictions about um, MVP, every award. MVP, sixth man, defensive player of the year, comeback. Oh, no, that's football. Most improved and all of the all-pro teams. So we are going to have you covered with that. And we're probably going to touch on the Christmas schedule that was released a little bit as well. And we're hyped for that. But we're going to start with the big news in the NBA, which was so just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking. We didn't know what the market for Russell Westbrook was going to be. He wanted to trade. He wanted out of Houston. We didn't know who out there was even interested. But apparently Washington was willing to trade John Wall for Rust. Dion, reaction to the trade? I think it was a pretty even trade, like all things considered. You trade one super athletic point guard for another super athletic point guard. Only thing that was like a variable was John Wall's return from a two-year absence from the league. I think that played a huge factor in the Wizards trading him, especially because they did it before the season started. So the fans couldn't really get that closure with John Wall. You know, he just left two years ago and didn't even like, you couldn't even see how he was after the injury. So I don't know how uh, Russ is going to fit in Washington with Bradley Beal and their, their rookie, Denny Avija. But I think that's a pretty good trade for them, too, because now you have a player that is established and you know what you're getting uh, like when you trade for him. I know he comes with a lot of turnovers and stuff, but he can also create a lot uh, for his teammates. And I think that will allow Bradley Beal to play off ball a little bit more often now that Russ is on the team. What do you think, V? Uh, I'm going to try to go quick, but uh, I had a lot to say about this one. Um, it felt like a contract swap to yeah. me. It feels like they just kind of switched players a little bit. Similar playing styles. Both aren't the best outside shooters. It feels like you gave away one headache for a lesser one to some degree. <laughs> but um, I think there's a lot of layers to this trade. I think the Scott Brooks and Russell Westbrook thing is pretty cool. Like, He started out with Scott Brooks and OKC, so there's a little bit of familiarity. Then there's Boogie and John Wall, two Kentucky guys reuniting, which on paper, like, I know they kind of have come back from injuries, but I think James Harden wouldn't mind, like, kind of getting with them. And lastly, like, it seems like there is some Russell Westbrook disrespect. Like, I might be the last one to defend Russell Westbrook sometimes, but it's, he just did make NBA like an NBA all-team just last season. He's like three years removed from an MVP, yet he just got traded for a guy who hasn't played in like almost three years. 
So it's kind of like, exactly, not even good tips, maybe like salt and vinegar. So, yeah, it's just it's a little bit of disrespect going on for Russ. But um, I honestly think that Washington might be interesting after this trade. Houston is in the West, so it might be a little bit more difficult for them. But all in all, like, I think both teams kind of won this one. Taylor, mm-hmm. what do you um, what do you think? Yeah, that was my impression. Like we sat here a couple of weeks ago and we said, I don't think the market for Russell Westbrook is that strong. And you look at what Houston, Houston sat on it for a couple of weeks, probably fielded a lot of offers or maybe not that many, but apparently the best offer they could get is John Wall, who hasn't played in two years. We have no idea if this guy can still hoop or not. Like I'm guessing he can, you know, but like we have no idea. He hasn't played in forever. And a lottery protected 2023 first round pick, like that's not a lot. <laughs> that's like, nothing for a superstar that just won the MVP yeah, John not Wall, three seasons ago. John Wall doesn't suck, but it feels like Washington won this trade to me. Mm-hmm. Like if you tell me you could give up, you know, a, a, a star who hasn't played in two years and a lottery protected first round pick for Russell Westbrook. Yes, every day of the week, especially if you're a bad team. Like Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. will do well in that market. He'll do well on that team of there's a lot of shots up for grab. They're looking for a leader. They're looking for a distributor. And John Wolf or uh, Russell Westbrook checks all those boxes. So I, I don't know what Houston's doing. Yeah. Once again, we're just left in awe by Houston. <laughs> <laughs> There's all types of stuff going on down there, especially now with James Harden going crazy, <laughs> going to strip clubs and to little baby's birthday party with no mask. Well, yeah, and Harden just announced that he's still, he's still not impressed, still wants yeah. out. Yeah, he's still and he still find, wants out. Yeah, still trying to find his way to the Nets. <laughs> and I mean, the Rockets are apparently holding firm on Harden because they told the Nets that. Anything short of including KD or Kyrie, they're not doing it. Yeah. So I guess Harden stand put because no shot does the Nets. Well, I don't know. Maybe Kyrie's trying to talk his way to the Nets or out of the Nets. He's trying to talk his way to Houston. Until That's what he's doing. Brooklyn is fed up with him and ships him off for James Harden. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to Kyrie in a minute. But Yeah. I mean, the James Harden thing is just like mind boggling to me. And the funniest part is that John Wall was like, oh, yeah, I just t- I just talked to James the other day and he said he wants to stay. Hmm. Sure. I don't blame James Harden for still wanting out. I mean, oh, yeah. Boogie, Boogie and John Wall, they are now leading the league in catastrophic Achilles injuries <laughs> trying to recover from. So, like, I, I don't blame him. I'd probably want out, too. <laughs> That's fair. So, I mean, we'll see. Houston could, like, I don't know. I hadn't even thought about the Kentucky storyline, BJ. That's kind of interesting. It makes yeah. for good TV all around. You know, you have the Kentucky exactly. reunion in Houston. You have the Scotty Brooks and Westbrook reunion in D.C. Yeah, I didn't even think of that one. Yeah, both teams, I think, are now a little bit more interesting than they yeah. were before. But we'll see. We'll see. Is if... Washington going to make the playoffs? In the East? Yeah. Probably. I think so, too. Probably like they're better probably today than like the Pacers or the Magic or maybe even the Raptors. Who knows? I, I heard I, I was listening to a podcast uh, today, I think, and they were praising the Raptors. They were like, they have uh, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, OG Anunobi, and then they stopped. And I was like, okay, thank you. Uh, who's yeah. gonna be your big man? Who's gonna go get the boards? You know, I was like. Are you for real, Brian Windworth? Like you, you praising the Raptors as a top six team, uh, six top five team in the in the East? Are you kidding me right now? I'm I'm with you. I just saw that Pascal Siakam was second team All Pro last last year. As apparently they didn't see him in the bubble. Holy <laughs> was he? He was on the milk cartons during the Celtics series. He was missing in action. Dude didn't show up. Put <laughs> an APB. Put an APB off the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's an Amber Alert. Like, where, where is this dude, man? I mean, I don't know. They, they do have a good coach. They do have some wily veterans, but we'll see. They still don't have a center, so I don't know how they're gonna work that out. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we have to talk about this. 
I don't want to talk about this, <laughs> but we have to. It's we we cover basketball. Yeah, just a short segment. Let's talk about the super long NBA career of Leangelo <laughs> Ball. <laughs> that lasted about what nine Two days. <laughs> Maybe long. I was it longer or shorter than? I his, think it was shorter than nine days. UCLA. <laughs> I think it was slightly shorter than his career at UCLA, mm-hmm. and it makes me mad that we have to talk about it. Detroit, <laughs> what are you doing? Signing Leangelo Ball? Oh my gosh, the worst of the three Ball brothers. This is the one who went to China with UCLA as a goodwill ambassador, mind you, for basketball (laughs) and their nation as a whole. (laughs) Whose family has... Lonzo Ball is already in the NBA at this point. Whose family has a crap load of money at this point Mm -hmm. and still feels the need to shoplift (laughs) in the People's Republic of China and ends up in a Chinese prison and only ends up getting out... Because Donald Trump, for some reason, decided to make a call to China and said, free Leangelo. And he gets kicked off of UCLA, but somehow, somehow, still finds his way to the NBA. And Detroit says, you know what? Let's sign this guy. He seems stable and can really ball. And apparently they saw enough after nine days that they're like, yeah, that was a mistake. (laughs) Of course, I had to open up Instagram and see every... You know, feed of like, oh wow, you know, he did it. Lavar Ball did it. He got all three of his sons in the NBA. But I'm glad that was short lived. <sighs> I just think they did it just because of that, just for that headline, and that is it. I think somebody owed a favor to Lavar, and they just, you know, just give, just get, just sign this kid, and we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was like. Did a full one eighty, as the TikTok yeah, says. Like, <laughs> what, like, what else is going on in Detroit? Like, what else would you be doing? So you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess basketball last name is Ball. Must do something. Like, you must be doing something, right? Like, why? And like Taylor, what you just said makes so much sense to me. Like, all these people are saying, oh, Levar did it. Levar got three like sons in NBA. I was like, well, have you ever heard the last name Holiday, Antetokounmpo, <laughs> like? Freak. I don't know. Exactly. That's just me, but I guess Lavar spoke into existence, even if it was for five days. He had a dream. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh! That was I, ridiculous. I hate that we have to talk about this. That I hate Leangelo Ball. The dude is such a clown. I don't think mm-hmm. he's even good. Like why? Why? What Detroit? What? What is you doing? Best. What is you doing? Like, <laughs> are, is your team that irrelevant that you have to? pull stuff like this to have us even talk about you it's like okay nobody's talking about us how about we go sign 38 big men and leangelo ball sure that'll put butts in the seats after covid maybe no dude stop somebody i want heads to roll in detroit after this yeah they're like somebody needs to get fired yeah, name a better big three than Blake Griffin, Derrick Rose, and Leangelo Ball. I think that was like, oh, name a better big three than that. Like, I'll wait. <laughs> oh. oh, man. <laughs> Detroit. Done it again. Tough, tough look for the brand. And he's already gone. So, hopefully for good. And... All right, we got to talk about some superstars running their mouths. Mm-hmm. We have some people who just cannot stay out of the headlines. So let's start with Paul George. <laughs> Paul George, Dion has been chomping at the bit. I know you have some stuff to say about so, Paul George. I'm so mad. So just for some context, Paul George gave an interview. I forget it was to who. I think it was like... All the smoke. Yeah, all the smoke. That's right. It was on the podcast. And he was talking about Doc Rivers and basically railroaded Doc and said the playoffs were all his fault. And, you know, he wasn't hard enough on the team and was also too hard on the team and basically put all of it on on Doc. And the Clippers had said, this bodes well. Let's give him a massive extension directly after that. $24 million a year, I believe. What? Forty-five. 45? Are you kidding me? 24 was too much. <laughs> I know. It's 45 million a year. 200, to do $226 what? million dollars for five years. 
I have never been so mad at him for a contract. I don't even care like about Paul George or anything. I just I'm just mad that he got so much for no reason, especially after that performance in the playoffs. What are you thinking? It makes absolutely no sense. And to, oh my god, and the thing that <laughs> pisses me off the most is that he put it on Doc. Yeah. That's just a bunch of bullshit. Like excuses, excuses, excuses. <laughs> For no, oh my, just to take ownership of your actions. I'm and, sorry, did Doc get cooked by Jamal Murray for four straight games? Exactly. By Jamal That's Murray? what I'm talking about. You're up 3-1. What what adjustment do you have to make? Just hoop. Like, there's can no, trade, like you're winning. Can we trademark B.O.B. as bunch of bullshit? Can we get that going? <laughs> yes. Can that be yes. a part of it? Yes. <laughs> So I just yes. want to throw that out there. Dion, continue. Get on the soapbox. So, this man, it was like, oh, you know, uh, he wasn't running plays for me. or like, I was playing out of position. He was running too many floppy plays. Okay. If that's the case, why did you go to the Clippers? You knew that the, your positions were already took it, t- taken by Kawhi Leonard. You're going to have to play off your position. You expected that because you decided to team up with Kawhi. So stop complaining and just hoop. And you playing off position has nothing to do with you missing shots or hitting the side of the backboard during a playoff game. You know? It's just... um, His playoff P is the perfect nickname for him. And it's not a myth. This is not a myth. He has solidified this nickname this past offseason. Whew. Okay. I'm done. Get it all out of your system. Yes. Okay. That's good. I know it's been killing you inside. Yes. God, I, hate <laughs> I mean, it. I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, though. Like, let's, let's rewind to Paul George with the Thunder. People are saying he's weak for wanting out of Indiana, and he was. But people are on him, and then he comes out and has, like, almost an MVP caliber season. He goes absolutely off in OKC. But then in the clutch, gets cooked by Damian Lillard in the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. He ditches a, he goes to OKC, right? Well, first, he says he wanted to retire as a pacer. He was inspired by Kobe, right? Wants to retire a pacer. That didn't happen. Goes to OKC. The infamous comments at the party, I'm staying. Nope. No, you are not. You're going. Goes to the Clippers, and same thing happened. Like, he just gets cooked in the playoffs by not even – I wouldn't say that Jamal Murray's a better player than him, but he got absolutely worked for four straight games to choke that series. <laughs> and then you have the nerve to come out and blame Doc for that. Like, to quote, you know, the great American sports athlete, Cam Newton, I point thumbs, not fingers – like you got to look in the mirror and like take responsibility for what you did. And he has at no point has done that of like, there's things I, I should have done once. differently. Not once. No, he's going to come out and say, doc has all. me shooting too much. Like what? Who, hey, who would complain about shooting? Right. Hit shots. You're fine. <laughs> Two, except that you think you're a good defender and he's not bad. But like, you know, you got to do it when it counts. And you that's what you should be saying. Mm-hmm. It just like makes me so mad that he did not take one percent of the blame at all. It, it to me it solidifies he plays soft in the playoffs and now like with what he's saying maybe he he's is soft. soft. He's a soft person. It, that's what mm. it looks like to me. But, it, it's, oh my god he he's gonna he's gonna go he's gonna go on and say oh y'all 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 have it coming like y'all don't know what's coming this year and shit like that. And then even in the first preseason game, did not it goes to lose by twenty Taylor against the Horton Lakers. Tucker. Taylor <laughs> to the Tucker. Lakers without even their their two main stars, and they play their starters thirty minutes, and they go and lose by thirty. Come on now, stop playing with me. Yeah, I I think it's safe to say that that interview rubbed us all the wrong way. Of like every basketball fan is like, well, what about you, bro? Like, what about your part of that? Just gonna come out and say, Doc didn't use me right. Okay, whatever. What, whatever you say, man. BJ, you have thoughts on this, or did me and Dion hit yeah. it all? Yeah, I, I do have some thoughts. I, I thought y'all were kind of 
y'all went kind of light on him. I was expecting Dion to crucify him, but I guess <laughs> I, I guess I, I'll go. I'll go. So. Yes, calling him soft is going light on him. <laughs> hey, any person that gives himself their own nickname, I do not trust. So if you're going to give yourself playoff P, right? Playoff P, you got to add two E's to the playoff P because that's what he does in the playoffs. You know, like I don't understand it. And I just, why 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 throw Doc under the bus now? Like, what good yeah. does it do you to throw the man under the bus when he's already like in Philly? He's moved on. Like, he has a new girl. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> and my thing is like, okay, if you didn't make adjustments against the Nuggets, don't didn't wasn't Ty Lue the same? He was on the same bench that whole series. Like, what adjustments didn't Ty Lue make? So he's gonna all of a sudden make them now. Like, it's not like the coaching staff is completely different. And then I feel, I feel like you know when you up three one, the coaching is great. Everyone is happy. Everything is good. As soon as you choke, it's the coach's fault. Like how does that make sense? I don't think Doc was the one shooting off the side of the backboard in Game Seven. I must have missed that part. <laughs> like, like I don't understand how when you play bad, it's the coach's fault. But when you're up three one, like everything, Doc is the perfect guy. And to the next point. To say that he was being used as a J.J. Redick or a Ray Allen, well, Ray Allen is a pretty damn good player, I would say. But also, like, that's just false because all the stats show in, like, L.A., Paul George had a career high of pick and rolls, like, various types of, like, offensive play style. So he wasn't just being used off pin downs or whatnot. And plus, when you're not that dude, that that certified, like, all-star guy who's going to take you to the championship like Kawhi is, of course you're going to be off the ball a little bit more. Like, you know, down the stretch, we don't trust you. And if Paul George is a shooter, like Taylor said, just just knock down shots. Like, you'll get your rhythm. Like, don't blame the coaching all the time. Mm -hmm. And then I think, obviously, for him to get a contract extension – that's just the general manager and Steve Vaughn were kind of saying like, yeah, we just traded like everything for this guy because Kawhi wanted him. It would look pretty dumb on us if we traded him a season after we just gave him, we just gave up all his form. So I think the only thing they're doing is saying, okay, we're committing to this guy because it would make us look bad if we go back on something we did a year ago. And hopefully if we commit to him, Kawhi will commit to us. Like that's what it reads to me. But I just like, I just Paul George fell off for me. I think like his comments take it took him down a notch. And every year, like Taylor was saying, I'm here to stay. I'm gonna retire here. I want to win a championship here. And then less than a month, like on the side, he's like, Yeah, can I get that private jet to the next team? Is that cool? Like that's just what Paul George does now. Yeah. I, I don't even know about the the Kawhi. They trying to get Kawhi to commit because like if you paying this man forty five million dollars, just like mathematically. Kawhi can't even like get a super max or anything because then if he even like gets $40 million, let's say Kawhi gets a $40 million contract that leaves about 20 million to make out the rest of the team. And that's nothing like that's just like, doesn't make any sense to at all over $35 million to Paul George. I don't, I don't get what they're thinking at all. Yeah, I, I I think there's a reason we didn't hear anything from Kawhi before tonight or after. Mm-hmm. Kawhi is a dog. Kawhi yeah. does not disappear in the playoffs. Like, don't get me wrong, he didn't play his best basketball that series yeah. either. That's he didn't disappear yep. in the series, and I don't think he was spreading blame around to anybody but himself, even if it's deserved. It's, it's not even so much that Paul George is necessarily wrong. Like, was Doc an elite coach? No. Like, we we all think that, you know. But, like, for him to just say, like, oh, I got too many shots and I don't want to shoot threes as much. I want to do this. And to say that it's Doc's fault when he's not even there anymore and just taking shots at him, you know, when he didn't play well, just is super immature yeah. and just screams soft to me. So I, I didn't like it. Clearly, you guys didn't like it. I, I hated it. That was so much pretty weak of him to do that but. i was i was listening to a podcast today at work and i was just like they were talking about paul george and i was like oh my god everything he does makes me hate we want to hate him more mm. like every single day something comes out and it, it's just like there's no redemption for him for him at this point yeah i do agree yeah. with vj though the clippers are stuck 
and mm-hmm. they do have yeah, to commit to him. At this point, you gotta you gotta roll with him. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't trade him. You should probably shouldn't trade him. Like he is still pretty good. I think his best season was in OKC, but I think you gotta roll the dice with him. And you're right; you, their focus is Kawhi at this point. Kawhi mm-hmm. is their guy. That's who you build your your franchise around. And as long as you have Kawhi, you always have a shot. That yeah. dude is a dog, and that board man gets paid. All right. <laughs> I don't know speaking how much. Of, <laughs> speaking of soft superstars. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, soft, Ooh, let's, let's 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 take a live look in at the collaboration going on. Let's see. <laughs> That's played zero games, but let's take a live look at the collaboration in Brooklyn and what is going on with Kyrie and KD. To, to fill in our viewers who might not know, Kyrie and KD have decided to just stomach all of the fines and have thus far committed. You know, for for how far a commitment from Katie or Kyrie goes, you know, not very far, but they say they've committed to not speak to the media for the entire season and they've decided to basically give them an Instagram story instead of like a one paragraph comment to say nothing of the contents of this, but they're just not going to talk to anybody because apparently basketball is not really that important, I guess. And like, if you basketball stupid and you're all stupid for liking it, <laughs> I, I guess. So what, I, Kyrie, man? I have some thoughts, but you, you go first, VJ. What, what was your take on all this Kyrie drama? My initial reaction was not really to be surprised at what he said. Um, calling the media pawns, I think that is just. <laughs> I don't understand that. Like, it's pretty. I think to call anybody a pawn is kind of just disrespectful. But it's like super. If you hate the media so much, why are you picking fights with them? Is my kind of question too. And then it's part of your contract in the NBA to like talk to the media. So it's not like anyone told you, like, bro, did you know there's this crazy thing that after games and practice you got to go <laughs> talk to people? Like, did you know that? I feel like that comes with the territory, and like they're just doing their job. But it seems like ever since he requested that trade from Cleveland, he's kind of just lost his marbles. Like, I get the man can dribble and he can do things that is purely like no one else can really do, but he calls himself an artist. Like, I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, you leave Cleveland, you get to Boston, you say you want to come back if they'll have you, and then you kind of just, as Dion would say, B.O.B. them. That was a bunch of bullshit, too. (laughs) And... I just feel like he's taking a turn for the worst for Kyrie and that he is he's mad at the media for when they judge him. But if you look at the things he says, like, what is the media supposed to do? Like you say the earth is flat. The media's like, oh yeah, we agree. We agree. That sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> or like when you say when you say you don't have a head coach, the media is supposed to go, Oh, okay, true. Like no one else has a head coach. It's all a collaboration. He's like, he's mad at the media reacts to things he says and like you give them ammunition what are they supposed to do like or or you say that katie is the only teammate you've ever had that can you know take the last oh Oh my god yeah down the stretch like katie only person like he's played with like it's not has yet to play with him by the way yeah exactly has has yet to play with him by the way but exactly like you know didn't didn't play with lebron didn't play with you know lebron james at all and like oh, I can look down the line and finally say that guy can make that shot too. That's not supposed to be taken as a shot at LeBron at all. Like, there's nothing to read into that. <laughs> but yet, it was the media's fault that that guy construed. So it's just like, you pick fights with the media and you're surprised when they just kind of judge the crazy stuff you say. I don't know. I don't know. Dion, Wait, what do you... All I got to say about Kyrie is that Kevin Durant needs to sit down with this man and have a like a, a heart-to-heart with Kyrie because... <laughs> He needs to stop him before he says some reckless stuff that will jeopardize the whole season. Because he's like one bad quote away from having everybody turning against him. Uh, I, f- I don't know. I don't understand what he's trying to do with all this. I think he's just trying to keep his name in people's mouth because there's no way he actually thinks that LeBron is not someone that would take the shot at the end. There's no way he he's hit so many throughout his playoff career that there's no way some someone he played with will say that. I'm just I'm just confused on what Kyrie's thinking. 
I've never been a really a fan of him as a person. I love his dribbling abilities, and don't get me wrong. And his jelly at the, at the rim is just insane. But as a person, I don't think he's a model NBA player, I would say. That, see, that's where you're wrong, Dion. You say really? there's no way. You say there's no way. This is a man who literally believes that the planet we're on you're right. is flat. You're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> that it's covered by glass like a damn snow globe. <laughs> and that we're all just living on it. And it's just hurtling through space like a Frisbee. Okay. There is a way that this man actually believes <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> That doesn't make it any better. In many ways, that makes it worse. Fair that he, enough. That he doesn't actually care about attention, and he actually believes all of this nonsense <laughs> spewing out of his mouth. Okay. Fair enough. But I think that's the problem, Dion, is you're saying, I couldn't agree more that Katie needs to sit down with him, but he's feeding into all this stuff. He's making it worse. He's like, you're yeah, right. man, speak your truth. Speak your truth, man. No, stop speaking your whatever is it's not truth i don't know what to call it stop stop speaking speaking. the only thing i agree with him is he is an artist okay Mm -hmm. he is an artist his medium is basketball okay like when he plays a full game it is like a picasso like what he does with the basketball in the course of 60 minutes okay it is beautiful to look at but that has gone so far up to his head dude like this man is so conceited that he thinks all these radical ideas that he has is somehow some form of higher enlightenment that the rest of us, you know, mere mortals can only dream of. Like this man is so conceited, like calling everybody pawns, like last year saying basically basketball doesn't even really matter. And like, Mm -hmm. basically the tone of his message was basketball stupid and you're all stupid for liking it. (laughs) There's so many more important things. It's like, then why don't you go do those important things and stop wasting your time with basketball? Mm -hmm. Okay. If, if this life is so much more important than basketball, then by all means go do it. Stop talking. Oh, Mm -hmm. wait, no, you're still going to play basketball and make your millions. So apparently you don't really believe it that much. So this man's all talk like he's I'm so glad he's out of Boston. Like for the love of all that's holy, has he gone downhill since (laughs) Cleveland? Yeah, he is the most unlikable superstar in the NBA right now. Like it is hard to pull for this man. His teammate is probably second. Like he's Katie's feeding into all this and like, oh, yeah, totally. You know, it's 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 a nightmare. He's like, yeah, you talk to your shit. Like, yeah. No. yeah, speak, no. your, Shut speak up. your truth. It's like, like no, no, that ain't truth. Stop talking. <laughs> like, I'm just going to, you know, give an Instagram story. Like, I don't respect it at all. Who I respect is Marshawn Lynch. He hated the media, but he outsmarted the media. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, what's my contractual obligation to the media? And I'll give them exactly that. Mm-hmm. So he sat there and he said, I'm just here so I won't get fined. I'm yep. thankful. You know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. <laughs> Thank you for asking me that. And that's it. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch beat the system. He He's the outsmarted system. the NFL. Yep. He outsmarted the media. He did his contractually. He met his contract. He was obligated to speak to the media. He technically spoke. <laughs> that was the end of it. He outsmarted them versus Kyrie, who's just being a dingus and like thinking he's outsmarting him outsmarting the media when he's really just playing himself and is going to end up giving his entire contract in fines. So like this guy's stupid. I just have two, two questions. Is KD maybe retweeting or liking this stuff from his burner account? Like, is he saying like, Oh, Kyrie, you're right. You're so, like this. K- do, do we think KD is he's back on the burner accounts with the Twitter? He confirms he's back on the burners. He said it the other and day. And that's what I, that's what I like. He got no shame in it. Like I take that from KD. This oh, this dude. These question. are the these are the two like most insecure superstars yes. of all time. Like of all time. This is like that psycho ex girlfriend that you think of who would just text you middle of the night and wake you up to ask you if you still like them. Okay, <laughs> like these guys are nuts. Like yeah. they're like so insecure. KD with the burners. Kyrie with his higher, you know, philosophy, BS, whatever, you know, that's actually just stupidity, mass dysphilosophy. 
if, these guys are you, so insecure it's ridiculous it's so off-putting yeah. and if if you hate the media so much why would you go to the media capital of the world in new york city like why would mm. you go <laughs> why would you go, if you hate the media Preach. that much why why pick that place to go when you know like anything if you sneeze it's gonna be in TMZ. Like yep. Kyrie sneezes in local restaurant, doesn't cover his nose. Is he gonna be mad about that? Like, <laughs> it's just like, why would you go there of all places if you wanted to get away from the media? Like, preach. Yeah, exactly. why didn't you go to Sacramento or Salt Lake City? Exactly. No one City? cares. Exactly. You wanted to be in Brooklyn. This is what comes with being in Brooklyn, and the collaboration is thus far not going well. The collaboration <laughs> barely started the preseason. <laughs> Like these guys need a firm hand of a coach, right? To like Kyrie, well, shut up. Do you need more than anything? They need that more than anything. the inmates are running the asylum in Brooklyn. <laughs> My gosh, it is not it's not going to end well. It, this this even if everybody stays healthy, this could be an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> All right. Any other spoiled superstars? Harden still wants out. Paul yeah. George. Kyrie. All right, I think we're. I think we've covered our we base. Covered all the bases. <laughs> Spoiled superstars. All right, let's get to our award predictions. So, let's just go through each of ours. We'll do all of them, and then we'll we'll discuss and we'll go one at yeah. a time. DJ, give me give me your awards. Okay, go right down the list. MVP. Um, it came down to two guys. Ultimately, I had to pick Luca. To take MVP this oh, year, really? I did have, yeah, yeah, I did have AD, but I always think when you have like another guy on your team who's arguably the best player in the game, like kind of you cancel each other out. So I think Luca probably takes the biggest step here, and I think that he's probably going to be the MVP at the end of the season. Um, my sixth man, you know, I got to go with Trez. I think. Even on the Lakers, he's going to provide a huge spark for them. Like, watching a little bit of preseason, I can already see where he can fit in. Rim run. If he is ever on the court with LeBron James at the same time, like, LeBron is going to find him in transition. Mm -hmm. And he brings a lot of energy, I think. So, it will probably translate well just from uh, a chemistry standpoint, too, being with the Lakers. My defensive player here, I got AD, who should have won it last year. But I'm not salty about him not winning it last – like, you know – when Giannis got it. So I think AD clearly is probably one of the best defenders, like for a big man, but he can switch and he can like protect the rim. And I just think like as a versatile defender, AD, is, he makes the most impact. Um, most improved. I'm taking Michael Porter Jr. I hate his defense, but I think that him being in the starting lineup easily like propels him and gives him more confidence. And now he'll kind of take that huge leap. Maybe kind of how Brandon Ingram did, but not, you know, depending on how Jamal Murray and Jokic kind of uh, blend in there. Rookie of the year, Tyrese Halliburton from uh, – Oh. I got okay. Halliburton. Oh. Okay. I'm going to stop you right there. No shot. <laughs> that is – that. that's a All really right, hot bro. take. That's no a really shot. Hot take. A man can dream. I, no, I like product. it. Shout <laughs> I out like Wisconsin. Halliburton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. like his. I don't like where he's at. But yeah, I don't like where he's at either. But I feel like Sacramento is just terrible of a place enough to give him enough minutes <laughs> where he can kind of blend in and maybe a dual threat with De'Aaron Fox who just committed to. Um, my coach of the year. This is also hard for me, but I'm going on a limb and going with Stan Van Gundy. Huh. I think he's going to turn okay. around the. I think he's going to turn around the Pelicans. Um, they're probably going to defend more, I see, play a little bit more passion. Um, hopefully he has Giannis – or not Giannis, Zion, who plays just like Giannis, getting, you know, his reps in, getting his cardio like together. Um, I, I saw a picture of Zion from just like a week ago. He's looking lean. He looks yeah, good. Yeah, man. You put I'm, down that gumbo in New Orleans, you're going to mm-hmm. be moving a little bit better. <laughs> A short better. off season, but my man looks like he's been in the gym. He looks good. <laughs> yeah. So those are my awards as of now. Yeah. Like them. Uh, mine are really similar to yours for the first three. Actually, they're the same almost. Uh, I have Luca MVP. Uh, I have uh, 
I was conflicted for the six man. Uh, I wanted to give it to Dinwiddie, but then I realized he was on the team with KD and Kyrie, and I was like, no, that's not going to happen. So I went with uh, Dennis Schroeder if he comes off the bench. Um, I still don't know how they're going to, like, line up, but if if he's the six man for that team, he's going to win it. Same goes for Trez. So I think one of them two are going to win the six man of the year. Defensive player of the year, I go with AD. He should have won it last year, and unfortunately, he couldn't. Um, most improved player, I have DeAndre Ayton from the Phoenix Suns. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I almost picked I, him. I almost yeah. picked him. I'm, I'm with you I like on that. Ayton. I think yeah, he takes I like the step. That. He takes the he takes the step next season. He already averaged 17 and 10. Now he has Chris Paul feeding him. Oh, it's over. This man is like about that. to go 25 and 15 <laughs> a game. Ooh, okay. Um, then, uh, for rookie of the year, I was, I was really conflicted on this one, but I ultimately had to go with Obi Toppin because you guys. I know, yeah, I have, I, I love him. <laughs> I love him. And the fact that he's on the Knicks just gives him so many minutes. Should and tell like you so there's much no space. shot. He's going to win rookie of the year. Why? But no, but he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be hooping like he's gonna be the only one hooping, like we've Beyond, seen it before. This uh, is the disease that Knicks fans have. It's like that guy, I'm not even who's a Knicks a total fan. bum, you know. But so, women just keep thinking like, oh, I can change him. I can change him. <laughs> Obi Toppin, nothing can change. I just, the I just think I that love he Obi. Can. He, he, I think he could. I think he's the next Amari Sotomayor. You're thinking I, like I, that. I, I, I'm he just hopeful. Cha- the Knicks can I'm change. I'm hopeful. I, I'm hopeful. He can change the Knicks. They can change. They'll it, never change, Dion. <laughs> I feel like you're right, but I don't want to accept it. So I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you my runner-up, Lamelo okay. Ball. Lamelo Ball is gonna. I, he's gonna be. No, it's too late, Dion. You committed to Obi. Oh no, I, th- I still think Obi. I think a runner-up is gonna be Lamelo. That's the guy that I was conflicted with, uh, Obi, because Anthony Edwards is not in a good situation. He couldn't even start in the preseason. I don't know what the hell is on up with him. But uh, and James Wiseman, I don't. I don't know if he can stay healthy because he's already hurt. I think he's because he didn't. He's not playing right now. Uh, anyways, then for Coach of the Year. I have uh, Rick Carlisle from the Dallas Mavericks. I think they take another step. I think they drafted really good. Josh Green looks just comfortable already. Like, it's so crazy to me, like, how collected he is uh, already in the preseason. Uh, but then Jalen Bronson has been looking really nice for them, too. Uh, Going to be a great uh, option off the bench. Uh, and if Kristaps can stay healthy, I think they can uh, break the top five uh, in the West. So I think Rick Carlisle can be can become the coach of the year. Uh, what's yours, Taylor? You guys know what time it is? What time do you, is it? Do you know what time it is? What time is it? Oh you heard it here first. The oh MVP my oh my God. of the oh, league is going to be Damian Lillard. Oh, okay. You heard it All here right. first. It's Dame time, baby. Twenty twenty about to say Jason I'm betting Tatum. that with his teammates healthy and with a full season, we continue to see bubble Dame continue into the season. I think the Blazers go off, and I think Dame goes off too. I know it's kind I of like a hot that. take. They're I much like safer picks like Luca and AD, but I I want to believe that Dame is capable, and I think he is. Like we saw in the bubble, that man was the best player in the bubble. Like. Mm-hmm. You won't you won't convince convince me otherwise. Short small sample size, you know, got run by the Lakers in the playoffs, but still, just to get his team into the playoffs was something special. Okay, yeah, I had him on my top five too, uh, maybe top three. I think I like that. That's a good. That's a good yeah. take. I like. You that. thought I was about to say Jason Tatum, huh? Yeah, I, I really did too. I was going. Really, I was about to go on next that, next year, not this year. Next year. <laughs> um, my rookie of the year, I am committing to Lamelo. I've seen one preseason game and I've seen enough. I think yeah, that so. dude is running the offense already That's, in their first yeah, preseason game. He looks like an absolute oh difference maker. I, th- I think, and I think he's going to stay healthy. He's on a bad team where he can shine and can really make a difference. But at the same time, he has halfway decent options. He has Gordon Hayward now to pass to. Mm-hmm. I, I think Lamelo's going to – I agree with you. James Wiseman, 
might be in the best situation, but I don't know about his health. Yeah. So I, I think Lamella's the safest pick to win rookie of the year, and I think yeah. he will. He was my runner up. My defensive player of the year is the guy who should win it every single year, which is Rudy Gobert. The fact that this guy doesn't get it every year is a little ridiculous. If he's healthy, he should win defensive player of the year every year. He's the best rim protector <laughs> by far. It's not close. Okay. <laughs> I think people get bored of hearing his name, you know, associated with defensive player of the year of like, yeah, Rudy Gobert is really good on defense again. Shocker. But I think it's like LeBron and MVP, like technically LeBron should probably win it every year. And Rudy That's Gobert so should win defensive player of the year every year. So mm-hmm. my coach of the year I, I, I'm going to give it to Brad Stevens. I do. I do think the Celtics are going to have a decent year. I don't think their roster is quite as good. And so if they do really well, I think it'll be on Brad Stevens. And I think he should get more hype for the really good coach that he is. Um, so I, for most improved, oh, for sixth man, I almost forgot sixth man. I also have Montrez Harrell, definitely in the best spot to make the difference off the bench. Love Montrez Harrell. My most improved, I almost picked DeAndre Ayton. Couldn't agree more that I think he's going to take a big step this year. But my most improved, I'm looking at Marvin Bagley in Sacramento. Okay, a guy who's underperformed so far. I'm with you. Been a little disappointing, but I think you saw flashes last year. And with two point guards feeding him the ball, I I think he's going to take a step this year. I'm here to give you guys hot takes, okay? I'm not here to get on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. I think Marvin Bagley is going to have a good year. Like, he was so far out of my, like, like, evaluation for most improved that I, like, I completely forgot about this. I I forgot he was the That's the thing is, like, when was the last time you saw the Sacramento Kings play? Me too. Probably okay. Like, Probably. I can't exactly. remember. 2000. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's seen, but Marvin Bagley's quietly been pretty, has been making baby steps for the past two years and has gotten a little bit better. And I is think he, he can take a step this year. I think I'll he's healthy. Yeah. Is he healthy? Okay. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. He's healthy. He's healthy. I think so. Mm-hmm. He All plays right. in a market that nobody cares about. Nobody's, <laughs> you know, in the West, nobody, you know, the Knicks are getting zero prime time and that's probably their own fault. I think he could take a step. We'll see. Yeah. So okay. I guess we'll go in reverse order and I'll give you guys my all pros. Okay. So because I have him at MVP, I have to put Dame first team all pro. So I don't have to, I get to put Damian Lillard as first team all pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if he doesn't win MVP, I'm pretty confident he'll be first team all pro this year. Oh yeah. I also got you know, huge shocks here. I have Luca, LeBron, AD, and Giannis. That's my first team. Yes. No, not really going out on a limb on any of those. Those should be mm-hmm. pretty much locks. Um, my second team, I have Harden. I have Jason Tatum getting to second team this year when he was third last year. So I have Harden, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and I have Jokic on my second team. Wow, okay. That's very different from mine. And my third team, I have Kyrie. Maybe I'm rethinking that now. <laughs> I have I have Kyrie, Bam, Adebayo. Ooh. I have Joel Embiid, Ooh. unfortunately. <laughs> I have Jimmy Buckets, and I got Steph. That's, those are my all pros. Wait, say your second team again. Harden, Tatum, KD, Kawhi, and Jokic. Well, my my first team is basically the same as yours, except for uh, Damian Lillard. I have KD in the first team, uh, just because he's KD. You know, he he will perform. He will put up his thirty points a game, and he's gonna bring the Nets to the playoffs, and they're gonna do good. Um, for second team, I have Kawhi, Damian Lillard, James Harden, Devin Booker, and Joel Embiid. I have Joel Embiid because, uh, 
Doc is there. That's the only reason why. And Doc Doc Rivers could make DeAndre Jordan a first team All NBA, a first team All NBA player in 2016. I think he can do it. All NBA team player. <clears throat> then for third team uh, All NBA, I have Jason Tatum, Jokic, Steph Curry, Jimmy Buckets, and Bam Adebayo. So kind of similar to yours. But yeah. Did you have it. Harden anywhere in there? Yeah, second team. I had uh, Kawhi, Lillard, Devin Booker, Harden, and Embiid in the second team. I was debating whether to put Bradley Beal in at the third team. I almost did too. For uh, Uh, Bam Adebayo, but I don't know. I don't know how he's going to like match up with Russ. So we'll see. Dude, Bam's an absolute unit. I think you have to put Bam Mm -hmm. in there. That's fair. I think he's going to take another extra step now, especially because they got. I think Precious can do really good. Achua, it can be really good for them if he if he pans out. What are yours, VJ? Uh, Tay, uh, Taylor and I basically almost had the exact same teams a little bit. Like my first team, um, I'm not really sure what the position parameters are for first team, so I'm just <laughs> kind of going with it. But I had LeBron, Luka, Giannis, AD, and Dame Lillard. Like, I feel like at this point, just because I think Dame Willard is just, like, the best point guard in the NBA currently right now. I feel like Steph can always come back and maybe take that mantle. But my that second is some team, elite analysis. Elite analysis. Yeah, thank you. You know, I try. <laughs> Love um, that first team. <laughs> <laughs> second, second team, I think automatically, like, just watching him the other day, you can pencil in Kevin Durant. Just throw him mm-hmm. right back in there like he never left. I got Jokic. I actually have Steph Curry on my second team. I think he has that big an impact. I have Kawhi Boardman getting paid. And then I know Dion is going to hate this, but this guy is kind of becoming one of my favorite players. I have Jason Tatum oh my on my second team. Hey, put some respect six, on his name. He grew two inches in the offseason. He's now 6'10. Apparently, that means. I feel like that's not even possible. Like, how? How does he grow two inches at 21 years old in one month? I think Giannis did it, but, you know, we don't, we don't, I don't question it. I'm just saying, I think on the second team, like, I think Tatum is going to take a huge step this year. I I just see it for some Like, with with Gordon Hayward out the way, I feel like he's going to move into a new, like, echelon. Um, that's a great use of a word there, but, um, <laughs> my, my third team, this is really, really, really hard for me because I had to leave some people out. Um, I got Jimmy Butler. I, I just pencil in James Harden and I do that because I don't know what his season will look like. Like if with the whole friction between Houston, will he play sometimes will he not play, but I'm throwing James Harden there cause he's easily like 32 points. He's suiting up. Um, I have Devin Booker making a third team. Here, I think Chris Paul does a lot for him. And then I got Ben Simmons on my third team. I think Stop. Doc Rivers, I think Doc Rivers is gonna unlock it for him. Okay. I think, you had, I think you they, had me up until Ben Simmons, BJ. Come on. Uh, no, no. This I dude has the been the same player since his rookie year. No, no, no. He, he hit a three last year, so you can't say I know, that. and I had to see it on ESPN for four straight days. This is the <laughs> biggest storyline in basketball before COVID. Simmons yeah. hit one. But I think, like, his best season he had is when they had shooting around him and they had somebody who can also score. And I think getting, you know, Seth Curry and then adding Danny Green, just spacing the floor a little bit will definitely help Ben Simmons, I think. But lastly – I just had a late a late stretch, and it was Embiid. I took Embiid off, and I put in Bam. I just think Bam, you know, he's going to take another step forward. Easily, like, he's a Swiss Army knife, and he can pretty much do anything you need him to. And for a big dude, he can really, like, facilitate the ball. So I think he makes another step forward, and he's going to be an all-NBA player this year. All right, y'all talked me into it. I'm taking Kyrie off of my third team, and I'm putting Devin Booker in there. I forgot <laughs> about Devin me. Booker. Devin Booker has to be on it. Yeah, like I love, right. I love, I love, I love him so much that I had him on my second on, and on my third team. <laughs> I, was so, <laughs> I, was like, I was reading the, I was reading the list while you were giving yours, and I was like freaking out because I was like, oh my god, why did I, why did I have him in twice? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, was like, man. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged that we have many of the same players in there. Maybe mm-hmm. we actually know yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. All right. I am hyped <laughs> because we have a fan question. Yes. Someone hit us up on Instagram and has a question. His name is Jacob Tugis. He's my co-host from uh, the, my, my soccer podcast, the Brovis. And his question for us, for the crew, is which rookie uh, outside the top 10 do you think will have the biggest impact for their team? Not necessarily in numbers, but in their value for the team. Taylor, what's your take? First of all, thanks to my guy, Jacob, for listening. We appreciate it. He's you. a Boston guy like you. I love that. <laughs> love that. I need to hear from the Boston guys. But <laughs> but speaking of being a Boston guy, like I said this before, but I stand by it. I think Aaron Naismith is going to be money for the Celtics. Yeah. Like you looked at last year, um, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards. Uh, those are guys who got quite a few minutes for the Celtics. And honestly, weren't that great. Like, Grant Williams was okay. He played pretty well in the playoffs. But I think there's minutes to be had for Aaron Naismith. And the Celtics, being on the Celtics doesn't ask him to do too much. Just the one thing that he is really good at, which is shoot the ball. And so I think there will be enough shots there for him. And he's not being asked to do more than he has to. And I think he could really make an impact off the bench for them. I like that. I like that. What do you think, V? Um, I had two here. But I'm going to just – I was going to go with my rookie of the year pick in Halliburton easily, but just because we're trying to give a little bit of a different take. I really like Josh Green on the Mavs. I, have him, I think I have him in too. Um, Carlisle is going to plug him in kind of instantly. He's a he's an athletic wing, and he can defend. And when you want Luka to unlock himself offensively, why not use, like, your rookie to kind of guard elite um, wings and whatnot? But – I think he might have a really nice, solid impact on them for the Mavs. That's who I think I have a really good year. Who's your second? Taylor. Oh, you got – I had Halliburton, but – Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Um, that's uh, that's an easy – that's an easy yeah. one. I have uh, I have three, actually. I have uh, Josh Green, like you just said. Uh, then I have Precious Achua. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so pardon me. Uh, this man was a double-double machine in college, and I think he could be a perfect second-unit player for uh, the Heat to give Bam some rest. I know he's a power forward, but I think he can sl- slide into the center spot if need be. Plus, they play small ball too, so I think he's just the perfect, perfect role player for them. Uh, and then I had Cole Anthony. I just ha- I just saw his uh, preseason games, and I was – so impressed with his confidence. I think his confidence will bring a whole new look to that team. He could become the floor general that they need. And uh, I don't see why he couldn't take over uh, Markel Fultz's uh, starting role. So uh, we've seen how he played at UNC. He was just like played with infinite, an immense amount of confidence. And that's what you need to be uh, great in the NBA. So I think he's going to be a very important asset for that team, you know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Those were the two yeah. I was going to mention as well. Whereas yeah. I, th- I think everybody, myself included, have been sleeping on Cole Anthony. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I think we're beginning to realize this season that North Carolina last year was not very good mm-hmm. outside of Cole Anthony. And he was really trying to put that team on his back. And we didn't see that much of him before he got hurt. But I think he could have a big year in Orlando. Yeah. I also really like Precious. Um, same thing with Aaron A. Smith. Not asked to do too much. He just has to go in and do what he's good at, and I think he'll do well. And I agree, Josh Green looks good too for the math. So, mm-hmm. yeah, great question. Yeah, thank you, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob, you guys, wanna, you guys can get involved if you guys send us questions. There's a good chance that we'll get to it on the air. Yeah. So, hit have us you up featured at the dot dagger podcast on Instagram? Mm-hmm. DM us, and we'll we'll probably we'll get answer to you. all your questions. All right, before we wrap up, real quick, the NBA did release its Christmas schedule. What games are you guys most excited for? 
I admit I'm fully a homer, but I'm excited for Kyrie to come back to Boston. I think that's – I just wish the fans were there. I just wish the fans oh, were there. The boo that would be raining down. He'll he'll get his, though. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll get his. Bostonians have a long Bostonians. memory for these things, okay? <laughs> if you think he's getting off easy, no shot. I, I just think that's going to be a great game. I think those are the best two teams in the East. And mm-hmm. so – well, outside Ooh, the Bucks, Bucks too. Okay, okay, calm okay. down, calm down. I'm not that. <laughs> no, no, no. I like. No, I agree. That's why I agree. Actually, yeah. <laughs> definitely two of the top three teams. Yeah, so I, I think it's, a, I think it's a great matchup. Yeah, I think it's that's just, a great matchup too. And I think it's you know early in the season, probably first or second second game for the Celtics. It'll be interesting to see JT go up against those guys. See if he plays with them or if he's outshined. It'll be interesting to see, or if he oh, surpasses yeah. them. Maybe he lights them up. Who knows. I think it's I think it's a great game, but I'm excited for the Christmas schedule. Yeah, I don't think you have some of the best matchups, but we have what six games? I feel like they're all watchable. Five Five games, and they're all good games. Oh, they're all watchable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You know, like last year, like you had like Brooklyn and somebody early, and I'm like, I don't want to watch. (laughs) You had the Knicks. (laughs) You don't have like those elite matchups, but I do think there's five games, and I think they're all watchable. So I'm I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'll be watching all, every single one starting at 11 and finishing whenever they finish because they have – I like I love the Pelicans heat game. Bam against Zion. Yeah. That's just – brute Ooh. force right there. Love that. That's Ooh. a grown man ball. Oh, Some yeah. boys, man. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's your we- it's your oh, yeah. And then you have Giannis <laughs> against Steph. Ooh. Okay. You know they, they are best friends almost. And then you have Luka against his idol, LeBron James. And Clippers Nuggets. I can't wait. I, this is all I got to say. That's the great, it's a great start to the season. Yeah. Especially after the opening night, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, these are five very, very watchable games. Like, you really can't go wrong with either of these. Like, Pelicans at Heat, that's just a very fun game. Mm-hmm. Like, they just had a preseason game. Like, they both have young talent. And then watching Zion and Bam go at each other, like, the unstoppable force meets the immovable object is what that reminds me of. Like, Warriors-Bucks, I think, will be very, very interesting. It'll still be a good game, even without Clay, I believe, just because mm-hmm. I think Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins might make it interesting as far as, like, bringing a little bit more to the matchup. The Nets-Celtics game is the one, even more so the Lakers-Mavs games. I want to see Nets at Lakers so bad, just because Kyrie sat out on purpose last year when he had to go back to Boston. Mm-hmm. Didn't even go to the game because that's how scary Soft. he was. He didn't, want, what? <laughs> he didn't want no smoke with Bostonians, and I'm here for it this time. Even they won't be there, they're going to see, they're gonna have to see him, and I want to see that game. Somebody <laughs> who doesn't care, he seems to care a whole lot as soon as it's time to come to Boston. It's yeah. Weird, right? That's oh, when yeah. it gets all philosophical and basketball doesn't matter, you know? Exactly. <laughs> it's time to so take that, that game, road trip up north. <laughs> Easily, that's going to be probably – that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, next, Mavs, Lakers, Luka versus LeBron. That will probably be spicy for sure. No Porzingis, but still, like, I can't complain about a potential, you know, Western Conference matchup. And then Clippers, Nuggets, this is the one I want to see more than anything. It's like, all right, you know, we got a rematch here. Like, you know, you beat us up last year. That don't matter, though. We going to come back even stronger. Not really, though, because they lost Trez. But apparently our locker room chemistry is better this season round. We, we went and got our big brother, Ty Lu. So now y'all can't just punk us around no more like y'all did in the <laughs> bubble. But uh, I, I, hope, I really hope Jamal Murray puts it on Paul George again. So, oh, my God. Oh, said. Way off P. Way All I want for P. Christmas is Jamal Murray P. dropping more buckets on, on PG. And for Michael Porter Jr. to have another poster dunk on a Clipper. Mm. That's all I want to see. Mm. Better not That's be Kawhi, though. Kawhi is like somebody. Got to be Pat Bev. Yeah, don't him. come at the claw. Oh. God. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, a... Opening night is really good, too. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Isn't, isn't I'm so it glad the Battle Christmas of L.A.? Yeah, yeah, you got Woo-hoo! a Clippers-Lakers opening night. Mm. Um, I, I think you have Bucks Celtics too. Yeah. Either that day yeah, or the next yeah. oh, wait, day. Is it Bucks Celtics or Bucks Nets? Don't I don't Nets remember. Play? It's another. It's another like spicy game. Yeah. yeah, it's, 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 yeah. Before Lakers Clippers. Ooh, that whole week, ring, boys. 
Yeah. Ring night, ring night. You oh, Nets watch Warriors. Mm-hmm. Oh, even better. Even yeah, better. Nets Warriors, the other game. Oh, that's right. That's KD, KD to the Warriors. KD and Warriors, yeah. <laughs> so, so much NBA basketball so to be had. They are. The they really so are. Petty. They're so bad. It is the most like, oh, wonderful yeah? time of the year. <laughs> but, all right. We appreciate you guys. If you were listening, thank you guys so much for supporting us. We appreciate it. And as a reminder, as always, follow the show on Instagram at the Dot Dagger Podcast on Instagram. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time. Oh, yeah. Thank you. See you later. Bye bye. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's a there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.